Welcome and thank you for tuning in to Black Women Amplified, the podcast. Your host, Monica Wisdom Tyson, brings you downloadable conversations that matter to women around the globe. We discuss all things black girl magic, amplify our voices, and transform our challenges into triumphs. Monica calls on her league of extraordinary women to push our boundaries, share their expertise, and stories of personal transformation. Welcome your host of Black Women Amplified, Monica Wisdom Tyson. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the podcast, Black Women Amplified. I am your host, Monica Wisdom, and I am so excited to be here with you yet again. And I know I always say that I'm excited, but I really am. I really take great pleasure in putting these thoughts into the world and in hopes that that it's received with the love in which I give it. And someone asked me, Monica, why are you doing this podcast? Why is it so different? Why aren't you doing an interview show or hot topic show? And I said, well, you know, my goddaughter had a baby. She had two babies. She had twins. And one day I was looking at her daughter, Mila. And I looked at Mila and I said, I don't want to leave this earth without her knowing what I know. So that's what inspired how I put this whole thing together. My opinions, my perspectives, so that if she's in college one day in in 20 years and she's like, I don't know what to do, she can always put in a recording of Auntie Monica and um, get some insights of what she thought. Because I, I often believe that one of the great things that gave me my wisdom and understanding was to be able to hear the stories and the voices and the perspectives of my elders. And I think that's something that we're missing these days. We're so focused on activities that we rarely sit back and just listen, absorb, and really think about just about life. They used to, back in the day, they called it a salon where everybody just sat and had conversations and shared and inquired and asked questions. And so this this podcast is sort of a salon in the sense, in that sense of asking the big questions. But it's also for Mila so that she knows what Auntie thinks in 20 years. So today, our podcast, the title of our podcast is The Illusion of Purpose. Purpose is something that we have been conditioned to look for. We read the books, we watch the lectures. And we go to the retreats, all to find our purpose. But what are we really looking for? Is it our purpose or is it just something that brings us joy? I often think that people conflate joy with purpose. And, and also people conflate, believe that purpose, finding your purpose is going to be this big old aha moment. Like, you know, like it's, it's going to be this dramatic universal pause and you're going to hear angels sing in the background when you find it. <laughs> and I have yet to hear anybody say that that has been their experience. And because honestly, from my perspective, purpose is something that we're born with. It's not something that we have to find or attain. It is literally what we were born with. I mean, have you ever... Like I look at my God kids, I have three of them. They're amazing. Two boys and a girl. And looking at their personalities now that they're all in their 20s, I can honestly say (laughs) 
they have the same personalities when they were toddlers, the same personality they had when they were teenagers. Now they're in their 20s and they're, you know, in college or married or having kids or taking big positions in life. And their personalities have not changed. Their sense of humor has not changed. Their mind has opened up to new things, but they are essentially the same people as when I met them after they were born, you know, or in their mama's belly. Because everybody knows I used to talk to my godson when he was in his mama's belly. But that's a whole nother story. But we also think that purpose is something that we have to go after. That we don't have true satisfaction in life until we're living our purpose. It's the thing that gives us the reason for being on the planet. And that's what we've been taught. But I think our purpose is the reason that we're here. I think our purpose is us and we are our purpose. Like I said, it's something that we were born with. You know, even in the Bible, when you go to Jeremiah, it says before you were formed in the womb, I knew you and I set you apart. Now, that's not an exact quote, but let me give you the next quote, which is Psalms 139 and Psalms 139, 13 says you were formed You formed, let me get this right, for you formed my inward parts. You knitted me together in my mother's womb. I praise you and I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works. My soul knows it very well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was being made in secret intrinsically woven with the depths of the earth. That is Psalms 139, 13 through 15. I love Psalms. I love Psalms. And and this is not a sermon on the Mount, but it just begs the question, then what is really purpose? Because I just don't believe the guy would do all of that fine divine engineering and leave something out. Something as important as purpose. I'm going to give you a heart. I'm going to give you blood. I'm going to give you personality. I'm going to give you the light. I'm going to give you wisdom. I'm going to give you all the things you need on this planet to walk this earth as a human being. But I'm going to conveniently live out purpose so you can drive your asses crazy looking for it. I just don't think that's true. I think if we were if God knew us before we were born, then God gave us everything we needed. You know, this 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 idea of imperfection is really our uniqueness, you know, and. Here's the thing. No one does anything like you do. Of course, we're born. Many, most of us are born with arms and all of our appendages and our organs. Some people are not, but they're still thriving anyway, because at the end of the day, purpose is a secret ingredient. It is that ingredient that I have that is different than what you have. You know, it's just like, let's say, let's say we're all in a, con- a, a, a 
chick, a baked chicken contest, right? And so we're all given a chicken. And yes, each chicken is unique in its own way, but we're given a, a chicken. And it is up to us to, to decide how the chicken is prepared. So my mind thinks of one thing. Your mind thinks of another. The next person thinks of another. So by the end of the contest, we all have something unique and special that comes from us. And that is our purpose. That unique, special thing that only we can do our way. Because somebody can give you the recipe for chicken. But there's something that the way that you taste food and the way that you smell food and the way that you love food or dislike food or whatever it is that is unique to you. And that is the same thing with purpose. Purpose is the very reason we were put on this planet, because what we do and how we do it. That's what was meant on the earth to bring to this planet at this time. You know, if you think about, let's say we think about Katherine Johnson, right? Katherine Johnson was born at the time she was supposed to be. And when she was born, Katherine Johnson, if you, if you don't remember who she is, she's the scientist in Hidden Figures the mathematician that did the calculations so that America could go to the moon. So everything she needed, she was born with. Teachers did not teach her math. Teachers refined the math that was already in her. So society doesn't teach you purpose. Society refines the purpose that is already there. And your purpose is that unique, special element that only you have. And that is the reason you were born. You were born with a purpose, yes, but it is not something you obtain. It is something you have to constantly remember. You know, I was born, I've always been able to teach people things, explain people, explain things in a simple way. I can take complex theories, circulate it around in my brain and be able to explain it to a toddler and they get it. That is one of my gifts. Now, I never looked at it as a gift. I never understood it as a gift. I thought it was something everybody did until people were like, no, Monica, that's just something that you do. I have a visionary perspective. For instance, I can see if somebody gives me an idea, I can say, okay, well, this is how this should work. And, and if you do this, 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 and this in 10 years, it'll be this. And I tell people that and 10 years later, they're like, oh my God, you're the one that told me about this. It happens all the time. And I thought it was something in my head that only not that everybody did, that everybody thought the way that I thought. And then once I talked to people who were wiser than me and smarter than me, they're like, no, that's your gift. That is something that is unique to you. And it took me a long time to get there. And I never thought of it as my gift. I just thought it was something I did, but I didn't think it was special, but it is special in the sense of it's something unique to me. It's 
part of my reason for being on the planet so that I can help other people understand the information and complexities of ideas that are presented by other people. And I know that to be true because I do it all the time. It's like breathing for me, just like being organized is breathing for other people. Now I'm not organized. I have a chaotic organization skill. (laughs) I can find where I can remember where everything is, but my house doesn't look like Marie Kondo was here, but that's a whole nother story. But we have to remember that your unique elements are why you're here. You're not here to find them. You're here to bring it forth because it emanates from your soul, no matter what that is. And here's the thing. You know how they say in jobs, you have transferable skills, like your purpose is transferable skills. So whether you're doing art or you're doing tech or you're doing dance or you're doing travel, whatever you're doing, your purpose is what you bring to the room. Do you understand what I'm saying? It's not something you go to the room and look for. It's that thing that you bring to the room. You know, it's like when we're in a relationship and we're like, well, I need someone who can blah, 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 blah. We're looking for someone who doesn't bring what we bring to the relationship. You know, we're looking we're looking for a job. We're looking for something that's going to give us more skills, more money, more freedom, more time. That's something that you're looking for. But the purpose is what you bring to the job. Your unique set of skills, not just skills and and the good things, but all the things, the quirkiness, the weirdness that we all have. That's all a part of, of our purpose, because if you were not born, this set of unique and specialness would not be on the planet at this time. Now, we can go through all the things that we're all special. We are. That we're all unique. We are. I agree. We absolutely are. But here's the thing. And the reason why I'm having this conversation is because we are constantly have to remind ourselves that we're enough, you know, that we're good enough, that we're strong enough. And I hear so many people say I have imposter syndrome that I feel like I don't belong here or I don't feel like I deserve the life that I have. But the truth is that no matter what external influences tell you, just like you chose to believe what they say, you can also choose to believe what God says. You can also choose to believe that I was divinely fashioned in my mother's womb and that God knew me before I was born and God set me apart. You know, there's no reason to assimilate with your environment. Because you were born to be exactly who you are and who you are is enough. So many people right now are living with anxiety and depression because they're stuck. They're stuck in the beliefs of the world. They're stuck in the beliefs of what society has told them, what their family has told them, what their church has told them, what their job has told them, what their peers have told them. And none of that is true. It's just information and it's people's perspective. But what is true is that God knew you before you were born. 
and God set you apart. And all of those things that you think are weird and quirky about yourself are those things that you hide that you don't want people to know. Or you, or you wait and say, oh, I'll do it when I get older. Or I will do it when I make enough money. Or I'll do it when this set of circumstances is right. Or that set of circumstances is right. But the truth is, no matter if you choose to show them or, or not, it's already there. It's nothing that you're looking for. The uniqueness that is you is already there. The uniqueness that is you is already shining around you. But here's the thing. You have to see it and then you have to believe it. You, you do get what I'm saying? Like you really have to see yourself, you know, because often and so very often we shrink ourselves to the size of what we believe ourselves to be. We play small because we think that we just going to give a little bit of ourselves or just like the girls who say people tell you, I've always been told this, you are just too much. Oh, you are just too much. Like who you are makes the, makes the speaker uncomfortable. And so instead of saying, well, Maybe you need to open your mind. We say, well, let maybe I should shrink down so that I am palatable. But that too muchness, isness, <laughs> that's your purpose. Like, for instance, a kid who talked too much might have turned out to be Don Lemon. You know, a kid who thought too much might have turned out to be, you know, Maya Angelou. You know, a kid who just continued to play basketball grew up to be a Michael Jordan. You know, a kid who had focus and skill turned out to be a Serena Williams. Take someone who has a constant understanding of you are bigger than you'd ever understand to constantly instill that in you. And we're at the place where we have to instill that in ourselves. We have to self-motivate self-realize and self-remember that we were divinely fashioned and our mother, and I keep saying that we, we were woven and we were known to God before we were born. And God's put what's in us that sets us apart. And I propose, and I understand that to be our purpose. So I really want us to understand that what happens, and this is, what, this is how I see how it happens, how we forget is that society says, well, you can't do that. You're not smart enough. Or you can't do that. You're black. Or you can't cross that street, you know, because there's, there's fear and danger over there. You know, or you're not smart enough to be the president of the company. So we're just going to keep you at being vice president of the company because you're a great support staff. You know, or of course you are qualified, but you're just not the right person. So we're constantly given these messages that we're not good enough to be in the places that we want to be. But it's not that we're not good enough to be in those places. It's just that 
people that are in those spaces are intimidated by what we bring to the table. You know, it's I look at, you know, there's always these stories of they keep black people out of certain sports because they know we'll dominate it, you know, because if we're going to do it, we're going to do it big. Right. If you're going to go into hockey, you're going to be like the best hockey player. You know how to be. So they keep us out. They didn't want us in tennis. They didn't mind basketball. Baseball will give you your own league. You can do your own thing. But I don't know too many major leaguers that could do what the Negro League did. So the Negro League, they, the people that played Jackie Robinson was born Jackie Robinson. He just happened to be given the gifts and talents that he had before he knew he had the gifts and the talents that he had. It was already there. Muhammad Ali cons- consistently said, I'm the greatest. I'm the greatest. I'm the greatest. I'm the greatest. And what do we call Muhammad Ali now? The GOAT. The greatest. It's not because he told us that. It's not because society told us that. It's because he knew it. That he was, the gr- he was going to be the greatest boxer of all times. And that is what he has. That's what we know him as. That's the legacy he lives. And it's not just because he's a great boxer, but he was a great husband. He was a great he was a great activist for the people. It was just his the totality of who he was still resonates with the world. And the simple thing that he said is, I'm the greatest What if we all got up every morning and said, I'm the greatest. And no matter what industry you're in, if you said, I'm the greatest every, every, every morning, because what has happened is that every time someone tells you you're not, it puts a scar around you. It puts a scar around your heart. And that scar, it reminds me of The Lion King, one of my favorite movies, The Lion King. I think I've seen it a thousand times. Mufasa told Simba, all that you see is yours. So in Simba's mind, everything he saw belonged to him. And so he had, just like the Bible says, we have dominion over all of this. The, the fowl in the sky and the, and the fish in the sea and the... All the things we have as humans have dominion over as children of God, we have dominion over. But like Scar and the Lion King basically told Simba, he wasn't shit. You ain't shit. You ain't never going to be shit. So you might as well just go because you're no use to us. And how often has somebody told you you're not good enough for this? Or how often have you received a message that you're not good enough for that? And in essence, it wasn't even about you. (laughs) Scar telling Simba to leave was not because he was not worthy to be king. It was because Scar wanted to be king. Let that sink in. Everything that Scar said was about him. It had absolutely nothing to do with Simba, except that Simba was in the way of him becoming king. And that's exactly what happens to us. People see our greatness and they try to oppress our greatness and we believe them. So I'm here to tell you that it's really not our purpose that we're sinking. 
It's really not. It's really not. What we are seeking is healing from those scars that are around our hearts. And it could have been somebody simply telling you, oh, your pants are too tight. So you spend a whole lifetime dieting or someone saying that you're not good enough for this career. So you go and you change your whole career because you stop believing in yourself. It's not even that you stop believing in yourself. You believe what the other person said about you. And I get it. I know it. There's so many opportunities I didn't go for because I thought the person who I was talking to about the opportunity knew better of my capabilities than I did. And now I realize none of that was true. And none of it had anything to do with me. I was never not good enough. In fact, most of the time I was overqualified. But society told me X, Y, Z. Society said, well, you didn't go to college. So why would you deserve to do this? But you know what? I did it anyway. Society said, no man will find you attractive. You're fat and you're black. That's not true. (laughs) Society said that because of the trauma that you have lived, you have to go around feeling like a victim. That's not true. Our trauma is our superpower. When we get over our trauma and heal, it's like the mountain moves out of the way. It's like the mountain just moves, we release the mountain and it moves out of the way. So I say all of this to say, and I know we're coming up on 30 minutes, so I don't want to go too much longer. I want you to I want you to leave a review about this podcast and I want you to share with me what you feel your purpose is and when did you know? I want to know when you knew. Because I really think that we know but we're scared of it. When you know people say they're afraid of success, my god. And it's simple. It is just believe in yourself. Believe the, your heart and heal your heart. Do whatever you have to do to heal your heart, to remove the, that programming that others put inside of you because of their fears of inadequacy, you know, because they're putting their fears on you and you have to pluck it out. Just like you remove a, a, a virus from your com- computer. I guess I shouldn't say that word these days, but just like you remove a bad program from your computer, you have to do the same thing with your heart. You have to do the same thing with your mind. You have to do the same thing with your life. You have to sit down and determine what is true for you. Not comparing yourself to anybody else, but what is authentically true for you. And remember That God put the things in you that set you apart from even your siblings. So you have to understand that that uniqueness that some people may call weird or strange, that quirkiness, the way that you understand life, that's purpose. All of that packaged together is purpose. It is nothing that you have to look for. 
because it's already here. Our job is to remove everything that is preventing us from seeing it within ourselves. The anxiety, the depression, the anger, the rage, the overwhelmed feelings, all of those things, those are the scars. Those are the scars. And when you begin to pluck that away from your heart, your mind, and your spirit, then what will be revealed is purpose. The uniqueness that you are, the seasonings that you put on the chicken, the way that you think and analyze, the way that you feel and express yourself, that, my dear sisters, is purpose. So let's just get real with ourselves. Let's get clear with ourselves. And let's really understand our true power and our true purpose. The knowing that it's already with us and it's nothing that we have to look for or attain. Our focus should be healing. Thank you all for joining me for another episode of Black Women Amplified, the podcast. This is Monica Wisdom. I am so excited to be with you and to share this information. I wrote three pages of notes. I think I stopped reading them at page one and a half because as often as what happens, I pray before I start speaking that God give me the words to say so that it may land on the hearts that need to hear it. So today, I hope that we had a heart to heart conversation and that you have a better understanding or at least an understanding of my perspective of purpose and that it touches your soul and you can build and grow from there. So Monica Wisdom, I am out and I'll check you out on the next podcast. Don't forget to leave a review. Don't forget to tune in next week and don't forget to share it with a friend. Sending you light and love and prosperity. This is Monica Wisdom, founder of Black Women Amplified, and I'm out. Thank you for listening to Black Women Amplified. We hope you enjoyed the show. Be sure to subscribe and log on to blackwomenamplified.com for more information. Keep shining. Keep shining.